welcome to Oaken Bros. This is Eric. And I'm a matching t-shirt Michael. Yes, Michael had to bring that up now. You, we, you had one job to do, and it was not to look like me today. And like you just... <sighs> I'm sorry, Michelle. We both yes, look we, good in black. So sure. What can I say? Eric, introduce Michelle already. Michelle is a global uh, a global meeting planner. Um, she is all things meetings and events. And we met on LinkedIn through each other's content, so to speak. And it kind of just made sense that we can have a show and talk all things meetings. She hosts uh, meetings, outlooks, webinars. And it's really cool where she's actually live streaming from hotels properties. And they're giving tours of their properties on on her show. So, I mean, let's start there. I mean, how did you come up with that idea? Because that is that is so cool. Thanks, Eric. And I'm really not live streaming from the properties as much as having the properties live stream from there out to the audience. Right. But it's it's this pandemic has been crazy, and it's uh, kind of set us all into a whirlwind. And where I was doing predominantly face to face meetings in March with the uh, shutdown of our economy, meetings came to a halt. Hotels had to, most of them had to close. The meetings part of it went entirely away and we had to kind of reevaluate where we were going. And probably like most of the people out there, we were like thinking, this is going to go away in a week or two or maybe a month. Everybody, everybody. Kept going, kept going, kept going. So um, we came up with the idea of doing these live meetings updates uh, think tanks bringing uh, world like leaders in our space together to talk about best practices and how to have meetings going forward. And uh, and then I started doing these kind of visit around the world from your home, comfort of your home, and we can show you properties. And it's a way to travel. I traveled a lot and I don't get to travel much right now. Sure. And so um, it's a way to get back out and actually stay relevant and show what all the properties are doing too as we get back to business. So, were you born? Were you born into the industry, or like how, did meetings choose you, or did you choose meetings? I think it just fell into it. I was working right. for um, various hotel chains as long as well as a bunch of other jobs while I was going through college, and I just got promoted through Marriott uh, quite a bit. Went through their management training program, and and then uh, when I left the hotel side of the business, I had a call from a pharmaceutical company asking me to come in and work for them uh, doing meetings. And that's how it started. It's amazing. So what have the properties been doing to make sure that everybody is safe? So a lot on health and hygiene. And while a lot of the, the positions have gone away, they are actually hiring a lot of health and hygiene managers and associates to go through and really clean the hotel. So they're still cleaning the regular cleaning spots. But what they're um, they're adding extra is these uh, kind of 360 electrostatic sprayers that really disinfect uh, high touch areas and then high touch areas they're going over and over and over again so in before that used to be back of the house thing that they did a lot of cleaning or you did it when everybody was sleeping now they're doing it during the day all day there's you'll see people sanitizing all over the place in addition they're um they've added a bunch of signs for masks 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 are no longer optional they're mandated at almost all properties um, and while that may change and things keep changing because properties are opening too, that's a big problem for meetings in our spaces. Properties are opening at different times because of local regulations. And so some of them, it's not, for instance, for instance, in Sandy, uh, California in general, we have been closed. Although I reside in Naples, I'm in San Diego right now and it's been closed for 
for a while. And while it started opening up businesses, one of the things they're talking about doing is closing back down again. But still, it hasn't been even while it was been been open. It hasn't gone over 10 people that could be in person here, which has been a challenge in and of itself. So until we can get everybody opened, face-to-face meetings are going to be challenging. But we are seeing some regional People are meeting regionally, so um, you know where they can drive in and come in and do that, and then hybrids here to stay. So, like we're doing now, a portion of the the meetings are I don't think going to go away. Hybrids here. Do you think it's ever going to go back to the way it was? Do you think like we're going to be back into stadiums and big event places and meet? Do you think that there's going to be those five hundred person meetings again? Yeah, absolutely. 5,000 5,000 5,000 person meetings. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of I don't know if you guys have seen I'm a huge music person and I love concerts and I've always loved doing that. That's probably sure. a thing I've missed most. Um and there's a, some rock bands that have transitioned. I'm showcasing one on September 30th that's a um song division. And so they have transferred from an in-person rock and roll band that would play at different sales meetings, national sales meetings to being in person, uh, I mean, to be going to um, virtually and they rock out. And so I'm going to showcase them on September 30th. Uh, but there's concerts still happening. And I just posted a picture a couple weeks ago of one that had like little pods that they put out where they had thousands of people that that met. And you basically purchased a pod and in the pod, you could have up to four people for per household. And um, they had four chairs, a mini refrigerator, and it was. It looked to me like it was done very well. I haven't been able to get in contact with the planner that did that um, that concert as of yet. I have been reaching out to try to reach them, but they, from what the people posted that had gone there, when they came in, they took temperature checks. Uh, they six foot spaced or more people out as they let them out of their cars. So everybody stayed in their cars until they were permitted to park and get out and walk in safely. And once you got into your pod, you were there. And they had um, signs on the ground to show which way if you had to go to the restroom to walk towards it and spacing the whole time for six feet. So a lot more. It's not like you can just throw these meetings together. Not that we ever did throw them together, but it's very, very different um, amount of work that goes into these and strategizing for health and safety. But the question is, do you think that's here to stay? Do you think the temperature checks, the, the, the social distancing, do you think that's going to be the, the, the new permanent thing for all meetings? I think it's the new norm for at least a couple of years. I don't think mm-hmm. that's going to go away for that little bit of time. But not, I mean, some people are temperature checking, some people aren't. Everybody's social, supposed to be social distancing. That's the regulation. However, there are some places that are interpreting uh, like opening, for instance, for restaurants, some hotels are taking the restaurant openings and saying, okay, 25% is what a restaurant can do. So we can sit to 25% capacity, but they're dropping off the need for the spatial distancing, which it should be 25% with spatial distancing just to make sure it's safe. So right now there's some different levels of interpretation that are happening that I'm not sure what's what's going to happen with that. If, it's, if anybody's going to crack down on that to make it go right. more streamlined, but there are, um, many hotels are following the policy and trying to do it right while we get back to business. And I don't see that changing in the foreseeable future. And all the information I'm getting is that it's not going to change. I mean, from what I'm hearing, the main game changers supposed to be for a lot of people who are naysayers about having meetings in general. And there's a gigantic group of people who don't want us to meet. Yep. Um, and they're saying a vaccination or a cure. And as you guys know, I mean, you guys have done a lot of um, uh, talking on this. It's while a vaccination may come out, it's 
you still have to be able to vaccinate everybody. And it's just going to be a far cry before we're ready to, we're going to be in that until we're in that space. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing, we're seeing travel now. We're, we're definitely seeing some travel now where we're probably at 25% of where we used to be. Um, but it's, it's mostly on the production side. And I'm bringing that up because I think there's a lot of similarities between the meetings side. Sorry. You're ruining my monologue. Ruining my monologue, Michael. So, uh, (laughs) that's the clip we're going to put on everywhere. Eric's going to be talking. I'm just going to sneeze out of the corner. (laughs) So, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of similarities between what productions are doing and what the meetings and events are doing because they actually the studios just came out with yesterday with with all the unions about all of the all of the protocols that they put into place and it is it's hardcore yeah to say the least and I think that's really going to be the only way to succeed and it's no coincidence that these are the people that are out there traveling now because we know that they are because we're driving them and they put out really rig- rigorous standards where you know, people have to get tested right when they, uh, if, if you're an actor or you're near an actor every yeah. day, you have to get tested. And then if you're, if you're behind them, then you have to get tested every three days. So it's, I think it, from day one, when this first started happening, we, we've said that it's going to rely on companies to come up with protocols to make people feel safe. And I think the ones who are taking it very seriously, the ones who are saying, no, 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 you still have to socially distance. No, we're going to take temperature checks. Those are going to be the places that are going to succeed. Absolutely. And I think a lot of the hotel chains have come up with these uh, like videos. You can find them all over the place on their on their pages that show the different things they're doing and and that they're mandating particular practices like signs and face masks and at least spatial distancing inside the main part of the hotel where we get in my space is that, that meeting space area. And that's where there's some challenges and interpretation in that arena, but it has been so adversely affected and it looks so different. So to your point, Michael, you were saying that there's big concerts and they, you know, if we're going to have these 5,000 person meetings, we like in November, I have um, some meetings that are over a thousand people that are coming up. It'll be my first face-to-face. I keep, I kept having them like March. I had them. They canceled in March In April. They canceled in April and May. They canceled in May, June, in June, July, and July. And every month I kept saying, this is going to go forward. It's going to go forward. And, and it didn't. And now I'm in the November programs and I'm hoping those are going to go forward, but they do look a lot different and they need a lot more space than we ever had before. So where we would sit like three people in one classroom before uh, setting we're now only fitting one. So one person per six foot. So in essence, you're building a bubble around a person inside a room. And we're we're entering the rooms like you enter an airplane. So you enter from the back forward. You, we enter the room. We have people sit in the front and then we fill it. Or from the sides, if the doors are from the si- sides, you fit in the middle first and then out. That's the idea is you, you go as far in as you can for the beginning part of it and then work your way out. So the seating's different. You have to think about the flow of it's different. Our food service. I mean, you can't right. do food services the way we did. I don't know if you guys were a fan of soup plantation or if you've even heard of it. It's I, a, that's, that's the first time I've ever heard the words soup plantation. <laughs> it's <ever>. fantastic. <laughs> okay. it, was a, it was a restaurant chain that was a buffet that was set up that you can go in and get soup, salad, um, and it, it was just really great. And those have all closed down. This is and in California or Florida? All over. Oh, okay. So they, they were four meetings? 
So this company- well, there were four meetings. They were just a buffet style, and people were saying when this went away that there's a long gone are the buffets. But we are doing food service now that are buffets again. This just started uh, not long ago, but we're doing plexiglass. And instead of you touching as us coming up as the attendee and touching the food for it, what they're doing now is, oh, thank you, honey. You brought me Sharon, a Sharon, where's my lunch? <laughs> <laughs> Sharon. Yeah. He's like, what's Eric's the, like, who's Sharon? Was it, Michelle, was this planned? Yeah, you, no. You gave him like 20 bucks. Say, listen, about 15, 12 minutes in, I want you to come in. <laughs> bring me something. Nice <laughs> so the, the food thing. So they we're doing it now where instead of us getting as the attendee, the server is serving it all the way down and between a plexiglass and wearing a mask and then handing it, uh, handing it out on a table at the very end. We're also having to cover. So if you're doing a plated meal, Remember those those silver trays they used to put on top of the the food to keep it hot, and you never wanted anybody to see it. You'd remove it before it came out. Now you're serving it with that on it, or it's prepackaged wow. uh, food, so it's totally different. That's unbelievable. Um, what, you you mentioned music before. I just want to jump back to music. Mm -hmm. So you work with bands to to play at these meetings and events. Yes, there are times we do. It depends on the type of event. I do a lot of. Uh, you know, advisory boards and investigator right. meetings and training programs. But we also do some sales meetings, national sales meetings, international sales meetings where a band may be a part of it. Which ones? What what bands have you worked with? I'm a huge um, music guy. Well, I I don't know. Not not big name bands like you guys. 311, Led Zeppelin. No, no. Dave no, Matthews band. No, no, no. Those have to be gigantic <laughs> budget things. These are these are more of the um, you know, you you hire a band like Song Division who has right. toured, I know Song Division. They've yeah. toured with with um with you know rock stars, but right. they they themselves have come together to create their own band that kind of does a little bit of they do their own stuff, but they do a little bit of cover stuff too. What's your what's your favorite type of meeting to run but before COVID? Something that was like, you know, you you know that you're gonna knock this out of the park. So probably probably my ad boards and investigator meetings that we did for the life sciences. We have a specialty in that area because of all the compliance issues around it. So they're smaller, more intimate, more high end, high touch, and so they're not as easy to manage. And I like that because. I always got a chance to try to exceed expectations for, for right. people who are used to having all everything done perfectly all the time. And it's really hard to get them to say thank you or notice anything that you've done that is spectacular. So that I always really worked really hard at trying to find new ways to impress them and, and make them really feel welcome. Before you go, Eric, but like in what's investigators, like people that like, like private eyes? No, no, uh, medical. So the Me medical. Okay, all right. So they're they're what they are is they're key opinion leaders. They're the the top uh, top people in that in the specific therapeutic areas. So let's say it's oncology. They'd be the top oncology docs. I'd bring wow. together, and we'd have meetings to talk about how um, a product or. Um, a drug is manifesting itself and what are the adverse effects and what are things they can do different and the advisory boards. And then there's investigator meetings where you talk about their uh, prototypes and the, the, the actual protocol. And they talk about how that if there's adverse effects and how they can fix it. And they tweak the directions going before they go in front of the FDA to launch a That's fascinating. It's amazing. So yeah. you mentioned that, you know, like you like the high touch type, meeting an event. And I like that because 
our business is extremely nuanced like that too. And people would always ask us, oh, you know, how does Uber affect you? How does, you know, how did the companies like the rideshare companies affect you? And we always say it hasn't because of the travel that we do is nuanced. It's it's complicated and it's and it's a chemistry game of matching the correct person with the correct chauffeur, with his bottle of water, with whatever it is that they want in the car. Yep. So has there been an instance in the meetings industry where disruptors disruptors have come in? It's a great question, Eric. As far as like they're saying, we're going to automate meetings and events. And do you like, do you just laugh at that? No, because there's a lot of things that can be automated and that have gone automated. I mean, our registration process now has been touchless. So that's been great. I don't know if it'll stay for the long haul or there'll be, like I said, hybrid versions of it where you can still do some registration in person and, or show up or it's just going to go all online. And apps have been out for a long time. So for instance, at the hotels, I don't know, you guys travel too. So sure. you could check in before on an, on an app on your phone at Hilton per se. Um, and you could check in before you ever arrived. Hyatt has it. Marriott has those so that you can pick your room and, and everything and just know that when you walk in, you could just use your phone in most cases to enter your room or stop at the front desk. And all you had to do is get your keys. They had been doing that, but not pushing it as much as they are now. Now it's a big push for it. And, and also, I think there's multiple people responsible for the for a code of care, code of conduct and making these things safe. And one is the attendee. So as an attendee, I have a due diligence too to try to do things properly. And I think using those apps have been more accepted as a result of that. Before, so, yeah. before COVID, how often were you traveling? Oh. Were you on the road like weekly? Every, every other week, yeah, every other yeah. week. All over the country, all over the world? All over the world. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you were so doing events globally as well. What was the what was the yeah. biggest meeting you've ever done? Uh, Seven thousand wow. was the largest one that I did, and that was at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. Um, but we do them as small as like you know five people. And I think, I mean, so part of my wild card is you know getting people to the meeting. You think about that. So the air travel, a lot of the airlines are sitting the middle seat still and not leaving those open. I've seen all sorts of pictures of plexiglass between the seats, which would be great. That hasn't happened yet. Southwest has extended. I just got an email that they've extended leaving their middle seats open until I, I believe the end of November, which is really great. But another wild card I have that you know has been coming up is the transportation from the airport to the venue. And you guys are in this business. So what have we you are? We are. We are. You guys are in the business of driving. <laughs> I mean, what are you guys doing differently to try to help that? Well, because that's yeah, really it's me. we we have we have a ridiculous protocol, uh, COVID nineteen protocol, and you know we're uh, we have first we have dividers in the car, which um which is the number one requested plexiglass dividers in the I car. Wanna, it's the number one requested. I want to feature of travel. Yeah. Eric, I got to interrupt you real quick. We picked up a friend, uh, one of my good old good friends from college. The, uh, yesterday, she came in with her kids. She lives in LA, and she came to New York to visit her parents. And we picked her up, and the car had a divider. And she was in Arizona the day before, and she said, she goes, the car in Arizona didn't have a divider. She wasn't using us because we make all of our affiliates in the top tier markets use dividers. Yeah. And she's like, this is it. She's like, this is the future. She's like, you guys were so forward-thinking because you know you don't hear really from the clients you just want they want a divider and that's it but i want to hear from a friend saying what did you think of it she said i felt safe it felt protective that that there wasn't going to be any 
spit flying between the driver and us. Like we didn't want to spit on him and he don't want to. It's it's just so funny because there has been a schism in our industry where either you have the dividers or you don't. And like, if you became Republican versus Democrat, it's it's, it's it's bizarre. It's, it's, it's a stupid place to draw a line in the stand personally. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, we disinfect the cars multiple times a day. The drivers are pre-screened. Um, prior to every single ride we have they they have to put on a mask and gloves while they're driving in the car uh they go routinely about about every two weeks for COVID-19 testing Mm -hmm. and um and then also with depending upon who we are working with sometimes like uh the person traveling is in a bubble or the group of people that are traveling are in a bubble and they'll consider our driver as part of the crew so to speak and they'll be tested just as much as everyone else is tested as far as their driving is concerned. If you would have and, told us this 10 months ago yeah. in January that we were going to be doing yeah. this, been like, Michelle, you're yeah. out of your mind. You're crazy. There's no way we're going to do this in a few months. And, you know, we're not like, I don't want to get all spiritual, but like we we knew that this year was going to be really turbulent. We heard from a few of the mediums. We believe in that stuff yeah. that our dad came through and he's like, you better buckle up for 2020 because it's going to be brutal. And the scary part was, is that we saw a medium a couple weeks ago and he said the worst is yet to come. So, yeah. I hope I mean, they're wrong. Uh, yes. And yes. And anything could change. The future is fluid, but still our industries, the meetings industries, the car industry, the, the hotel industry. You know, we always said, you know, like we're kind of recession proof, like people are always going to travel. Right. And like Mm -hmm. I spoke to a friend who's a travel manager and he's like news and sports, you know, or the the movie industry, we're recession proof. Nothing's ever going to happen to us. And we were laughing on the call because nothing, unless you're Amazon, basically, like nothing is recession proof. Yeah. And I I hope it's going to get back. I I have a feeling it's going to be after the election. I think that up and leading stuff leading up to the election, but um, this has been the, this this was nine eleven. We had the writer strike. This was this was our this was our World War Three, right? Yeah. This was you know yeah. the travel. It, it was, it was a War. pandemic. I mean, you know, it's 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 like the movies. Yeah. yeah. Do you it's, have it's, do you have children, Michelle? Yeah. You don't. Our kid, Eric and I have I I have two kids, and Eric has two kids, and. Like they're going to be telling their kids about what we went through. And Eric and I are, are doing this live. I mean, we started the podcast a year ago, which you should totally 100% have a podcast. You I would love to see your Rolodex. <laughs> I'm, ser- I'm serious. Like the I mean, amount of people you, you kind of do, right? Like you do like, like a webinar kind of sort of. We do webinars. And that's why I was talking when I'm, Eric and I were first talking, we were, we were both bouncing ideas off each other. Cause you know, I'm, I, while I've done a few of these in my entire career, I'm doing them all the time now. And so I'm trying to just reach out to as many people as I can to figure out how to do these better. And he was talking a lot about the podcast area. And while I haven't done that, a lot of the stuff I do is similar, not, not, I'm not calling it a podcast, mm-hmm. but webinars and we're recording them and I haven't been producing them. Like we've been having these webinars since May. And uh, weekly at very least, we were meeting to talk about live updates live meeting updates 2020 and beyond was was our com- our whole conversation and um and I was not putting them out for people to rewatch because I wanted to go through the editing process and it takes time and I'm not charging anybody for any of the stuff like you guys I'm just bringing people on to try to yep. help us move forward build confidence understand that we can do this with safety top of mind and showing examples cuz one thing to talk about it 
but it's another thing to actually see them. And so that's where I started doing the, the showing, the meeting set, showing the food and beverage, showing the flow, just literally showing it in real life happening so people could get a visual of it being able to happen. And that's what we've been doing uh, pretty consistently. And only recently have I started editing those uh, programs and putting some of them out for, for future viewing. Yeah, I mean, short of someone saying something really stupid, like there's no editing involved with our show, you know, short of someone saying, no, 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 you know what, I really didn't mean to say that, like, you know, like Michael and I will quibble and, you know, we'll, like we'll do, we'll do those it's sorts happened. of things, but, it's but you know, you know, like, well, like even, even during the show with like the black shirts, like, yeah, that's off script and stuff like that, but we'll keep it on. Who cares? You yeah. know, it's it, like, it, it's it a good change right now. We'll pause it and we'll come back and you'll be wearing like, should I just take my shirt off? <laughs> no, Eric, not in 2020. You can't say that. That has to get edited out. <laughs> oh, just stop it. Okay. But anyway, um, um, so you're, you're in Florida, right? Michelle? I live in Florida, but I'm in San Diego right now. So, but Florida Michelle, it's, it's Florida. It's Florida, not Florida. 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 Us, us New Yorkers call it Fl Florida. So you're in Naples, you said, right? Naples, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. We have places. In, uh... I was born and raised in San Diego. So I left here in 2018. I got married and left here in 2018 and wow. moved to Naples and kept my house in San Diego. So I still come oh. back here during summer when Florida is hey. just too hot <laughs> to be there. So, um, so you're but... close to Orlando, right? Because we, yeah. have, we have, we have homes in Orlando where our kids are Disney fanatics and we yeah. do good. We have, obviously we haven't been down there this year, but, um, Orlando and Vegas are huge convention markets. Do you yeah. find are there are those your top two cities? And and it's really San Diego too. Do, like are those your top markets in in the states? No, I would not call uh, any of those top. I would call Orlando a top market for us. Uh, and right. it's probably all of those are, you know, all the major de uh, major cities with major airports are major draws for the types of meetings I do, because you want to be easy in and easy out um, for most of them. So it's yeah. not like you're looking to to drive for a while, but we do a lot in Orlando. I do a lot of government meetings and I really? probably had, you know, one of them, at least one up to three of them a month throughout the year. So Orlando has been a big draw. And Orlando has been doing really well. Um, the Altogether Expo um, they mm -hmm. just had a conference there at the um, Orange uh, County Convention Center, which is in Orlando proper. Mm -hmm. The Hyatt Regency Orlando is like right attached to it. And um, they did a great job. There were, I believe, 1,600 people in person at that event. Wow. And it was wow. about a, maybe a month and a half ago. And they had 8,000 people participate online. So it was it was That's phenomenal awesome. to see them actually be able to execute on that level. And uh, they had, at least nobody's reported any uh, adverse effects from it. I've stayed in touch with the meeting planner from that, just to, you know, just track her best practices and see how that worked. And it, it went wonderfully. So That's Orlando amazing. has been doing meetings uh, for a while uh, and have, they've really, Florida has been open for quite some time. And while they right. hit the peak well after everybody else did, they, there really wasn't a full shutdown that was that for longer than just a couple of weeks that I uh, that I can recall that not having meetings. What about Vegas? We have we have an office in Las Vegas, and I got to tell you, Vegas 
once the strip opened back up, I mean, they closed it for, I think it was 30 days or something. Yeah, uh, how that was, that? oh my God, that was, that was, that was hard. And we always said, like, we will always have, as long as the craps tables are open, we will always have cars at your doors. Well, the craps tables weren't open. Yeah. So we actually had to like close the office. We kept, you know, one guy there to like, just maintain there were no squatters or anything on our property. Yeah. We're right, we're right behind Circus Circus. We have an acre lot behind Circus Circus. And once Vegas reopened, everybody that, wants to everybody wants to eat drink and gamble they yeah. everybody go, go, came go back. figure right you know it's, every, it's it's busy there every weekend every weekend and like you generate the revenue through the doors like you have to send a car to a door to generate the revenue do you see vegas conventions coming back do you do conventions in vegas i we, we have done some meetings and meetings in, i mean i apologize yeah. right so um yeah, I do see it coming back, and I do know they're having some, that, but most of the places that are having them are smaller and more regional in nature right now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's not going to change, and I know that they're they're equipped and ready. I, they've been on calls. Uh, many of the hotels and CBB have been on calls with me there where we've been talking about their opening and their meetings and the stuff they put in place, and so they're eager and ready to get back to doing meetings right. in the new normal. It just... What's your favorite city to do oh my, a meeting? I was going to say, what's your favorite hotel in Vegas? What's your favorite city? What, what's your favorite city? Yeah, like around the world, if you could pick a meeting place to go do it in. God, around the world, that's a big one. Narrow to the U.S. Narrow to the or North America. Let's go. Let's go U.S. Then international. Okay, so in the U.S., I'd have to say, um, as far as a destination goes, I, I love San Diego, and I I know maybe it's because I was just you know born and raised here. Um, but I just love San Diego. You have the beach. You can go to the beach. You can go to the mountains, go hiking. You just you can do a number of things here uh, within a short uh, drive. And the weather is just beautiful year round. Yeah. So I really I love San Diego myself as far as a, a destination. I also love Palm Springs. If I'm going to get away, I just take a drive over to Palm Springs and they have a Marriott Desert Springs over there is a phenomenal property. They have a great spa and um, fitness area. And I just, you know, lounge, they have a, a great pool. You can just lounge in all day long. And I love their summer hummers. And then, uh, they also have a boat that comes into the lobby. will pick you up and it'll take you out. Even though you could walk to the dinner, uh, place that you're going to go to. Sounds amazing. Yeah. We you went can- to Palm Springs probably 30 years ago, Mike, was it? Yeah. We 30 years ago. Probably yeah. 30 yeah years we had ago. friends. Lots we- changed. We had friends that uh, uh, that had a house out there, and we were we stayed with them a few times. We were there, and it was it was like it was like Vegas without the casinos. It was gorgeous. There were golf courses. The restaurants were amazing, and yeah, we used to go to Palm Springs. But yeah, we haven't been there. You know, we haven't been there in a long time. What's your favorite place in Vegas? If you were going to have a a meeting, where would you want to put it? What type of hotel? I can't. I can't even. I mean, there's. I use all of them. Really? Right. Okay. Yeah. So I can't really make a decision on one property that I'm going to pick out I, without alienating all the other ones. So oh, okay. Just, well, I wouldn't want, you know, I do that. <laughs> well, yeah, is better than Bellagio, you know, like we don't want you to do that. <laughs> um, but for international um, travel, I took a trip uh, to the South of France and um, we drove down from Bordeaux and we did some wine tasting along the way and stopped at Chateau's. And that was probably one of my favorite places and trips. And it was just absolutely beautiful out there. The, the, just the land's beautiful. The people were just wonderful. And it's just so different in the south of France compared to going to, um, you know, the city proper. 
-hmm. total different vibe. And then we went down to Nice and Saint-Tropez and Cannes and it was You sound just like great. you're having the best time. It was so much fun. And we we even did a leased a boat with a butler on it, you know, to go out and we just mm -hmm. went on this French Riviera and sailed around there and then we flew from there to Sicily because uh, my grandparents are from Sicily and I wanted to go to Bagaria, which is where they were wow. from. And um, and so we, we got a chance to go over there and do the same thing over there, which was nice. But by far, I would think the South of France and Greece, which just the last uh, two years we were in Greece and um, really had a fantastic Santorini um, is one of the most beautiful places I've been in the, the in the world, we went to Santa. We did a Greek cruise. Our, my our, our parents took us when we I was in college and Eric was in high school, or maybe you were in college too, Eric. I don't remember. I was not in college. No, we did Athens, uh, Crete, Rhodes, and Santorini, and it was it was magical. Taking the cable cars up to the Santorini was and the black beaches. They were yeah. unbelievable. But you know that just shows that like travel, the travel business, and like I include like meetings and ground transportation all in like the travel business. It's it's an intoxicating industry. It is. You know, and like if you like to travel, you know, and you like people, you should be working in travel. Yep. That's why I, well, I mean, it found me and I found it. So it was just a, a perfect match for me. And I, I was complaining over all the travel I was doing for a while. But now that I've been grounded, I, I do miss and I want to get back to it. There's, there's something special about getting out there and, and traveling. It is just, it, it just really enhances your life and it's just really good for your soul. Where's the, the first place you want to go? Sorry for interrupting. Where, where's the first place you want to go when, when you get the green light? Or is it the, wherever you have to go? It's Orlando will be where I'm going to be going in November uh, and um, and December. I have uh, programs back to back uh, in those two areas. So. Well, we have, the same, we have the same answer as you. The only problem is we're not going there for work. We're going, going there because Disney is kind of like work though. You know because what? It's like it's it's a hard that's a hard vacation. That you is. guys haven't been there since they opened up, right? No. So no. it's it's actually I mean they've done a really great job with signs and masks and temperature checks and 6 feet back it almost makes it and they limit the amount of people they let into the park. It almost makes it I mean cuz when I would go before, you'd wait in line for a couple of hours for a ride and it is it's just made it a lot uh, more friendly and fun, in my opinion, because of the things they put in place. And it, it just makes it so it's not as crowded. A bit more magical. Yes, that's what I'd say. Because you can experience more of that magic than waiting in all the lines yeah. all the time. Have you run events at Disney? Uh, run uh, meetings? Not at Disney, no. But some of the Disney hotels I have. Well, that's what I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, you have. Yes. Could you choose a property there? Like what's the best place to have a, uh, a meeting in Disney on um, Disney property? I, you know, I, they're all good. I have, I probably just, cause it just came to the top of my mind would say Swan and Dolphin. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that's a big conference hotel. Yeah. But I mean, they're, they're all, they all do a really nice job and they've all been putting these protocols in places and they've just done a really, they're doing really, the hotels are doing, there's never, in my opinion, been a better time to stay at a, at a property right now. They're never, it has never been more clean and there's never been more care taken to make sure that everything's done right. And they're not only doing it right for all of us that want to go travel there, but they're doing it right for their associates and making sure that they keep all of us safe. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's been our big that's been one of our core philosophies with our COVID-19 protocols as far as, you know, we have to keep our chauffeur safe. You know, like we, how can we in good conscience go ask a guy with three kids or a, or, or a girl or a woman with with three kids to go out and drive and not give them every single protocol that that's needed? I mean, we we actually have them walking through decontamination booths at yeah. the beginning of their shift and when they come when they come back from outside the car. So, you know, I, I don't think there's ever too much with this what, type of stuff. What do you look at in a hotel when you're selecting a site for your meeting? What what so, are the, what are the criteria? This is during COVID. So sure. um, I'll give you the, because it's, it's changed quite a bit. So definitely mm -hmm. the hygiene practices, um, definitely they're, that they're practicing and in, in managing the regulations properly, not only federally, but in their specific areas, um, such as the social distancing aspects of it. And a lot of meetings now, because of social distancing, need that six foot bubble, a space that has, that you could normally fit by thousand people in, you can probably do 900. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's a whole different ball game of, uh, set up and space that's required for it. So large properties with large amounts of space, um, do better at this, this time frame. and outdoor sure. space. Honestly, the, the data that's been put out shows that being out outdoors is good. Yeah. So having an outdoor meeting is phenomenal. So those properties that are advertising those types of abilities are fantastic as well. And then there's some properties that are putting together packages that include this, you know, this web piece of it, or this uh, hybrid piece of it, which I think is a wonderful idea. They're partnering with their AV partners and they've come up with packages that's included in your room rental. And so you get, um, you know, with your room rental, you get this, the equipment needed to do the broadcasting. Other ones are not doing that. They're separating it out, but you still have an option to purchase it. But I mean, it gets to be costly where some people are thinking, well, I'm having an online meeting. I'm going to save a lot of meeting, a lot of money on it. Well, if it's strictly online, you may save a lot of money because you don't have the travel and everything involved in it. Um, if you're having them in person, and and online, you still have some costs that are going to be involved in there. And now you're looking at your in-person area. What does that look like? Is there going to be now a lighting a kit that's going to be needed where you're going to have a rigging and all of that involved? Because that's going to cost you, you know, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars just to do that rigging. Mm -hmm. So there's a there's a whole bunch that goes into this space now. And so knowing that they have good partners to help with that, that they're flexible. Um, and that we can work through some of the contract language is important now. Not that contract language wasn't important before it was, but to make sure that we're really uh, doing our due diligence that if a hotel can't perform, because a lot of these hotels have furloughed their employees. And so if you're having a meeting, how is that meeting going to be taken care of? And is the standard of care you're expecting or the standard of service you're expecting still going to be there? Those things all need to be outlined in your your contract to make sure that you're protected in those instances. Do you send RFPs out to the properties? Like if I want to say, you know, I want to have a, um, a meeting in Austin, Texas, do you have contacts in Austin, Texas saying, okay, these are the four hotels that you want to go to? How does the, how does that process work? Yeah. So we send out, our, we're doing RFPs right now. We have, we're booking all the way through, I think it's like 30 meetings into 2021 right That's now. Amazing. Great. So, um, so yeah, I, I, we send out the RFPs to the properties. We handpick them. So a lot of companies use technology. This is, you know, you can use, there's a lot of different technology out there where you can go in and have them source for you. 
Um, we actually source ourselves. We look at the client's needs. Again, it's that personal service I talk about that's super important, in yep. my opinion. And so it's not like we just put it out there and send it out to everybody. We look at what the client's unique needs are. We target properties that meet those needs. And then we send it to those properties specifically to ask for a response. It's amazing. Shifting gears. I know on your LinkedIn, you have over 11,000 contacts. You're very popular. I got to tell you, we've been trying to get to that number and it's it's pretty difficult. I mean, Erica, between Eric and I, we have a lot, but um, how has social media changed the meetings and events industry for you? Um, I don't know if it's changed the meetings and events industry. Has it helped? Has it helped? I said helped you and your company. I mean, have you gotten more, have you gotten more business from, from hosting your webinars from, from no. doing those types? No. I, I haven't yet. I, but I do think there's some goodwill in there and I'm doing this as a give, giving back to an industry that's given so much for me. I've done really well in my career and, um, and I really appreciate it. And seeing so many people struggle and hurt and our hospitality industry is heartbreaking to me. So yeah. in April, when I realized this wasn't going away, I started reaching out to 20 people a day as a way of trying to give back and help. I was feeling isolated and yep. honestly afraid of what I didn't know. You know, I mean, I'm a control freak with everything. That's the only way I could be good at what I do. And so really um, reaching out to people and hearing how they felt and, and their being scared and not knowing how to navigate forward moved me to having these live meeting updates, which helped me, helped me personally while I was helping everybody else and industry move forward. It was helping me stay connected and feel like I was doing something really good for a, a lot of people to help. And we, we've even morphed into, there's so many people been furloughed and laid off that on the 24th, I have a, a webinar I'm doing. And we have 400 people registered. That's the largest registrants we've ever had at one of individual event. Um, because there's just so many people that are hurting right now for that. And we, we've got a great group of uh, panelists that are on there from Microsoft um, to, uh, you know, ex uh, executives from hotels and third-party meeting management companies to try to help them navigate forward. But we're going to be talking about adjacent career paths because honestly, if you've been in this business right now, it's like you guys were kind of alluding to, it may get a little bit worse before it gets better. Um, and in the very, very best case scenario, it's going to stay about the same for a while before it gets really a lot better. So we're going to talk about ways that they can reposition themselves. And so that has been for me very, very helpful. The fact that I'm able to give back and then the people I've had on the show have booked meetings from the gift basket company that I had on that booked uh, meetings with a wildly different, which is a DMC has booked some meetings from it. I know song division got some business out of it. So mm -hmm. my goal is to help industry move forward and to help all of us kind of see what our options are out there and look at how innovative there's a company that what didn't even, there's so many companies that didn't exist pre COVID that mm -hmm. exist now. And one is I meeting shields. Tawana Woods is the CEO of meeting shields and, They've come out of this space and developed all of this uh, stuff to protect you from a meeting. That was the idea, the name Meeting Shields. It's when you're having a meeting, they're providing equipment to help keep you safe from face masks to um, plexiglass dividers mm -hmm. and everything in between. They are a, a, a company that came out of this. So the innovation has been great. And to see people stepping up to do that has been very rewarding. So the answer is I am gotten direct business from it, but I've got, I feel really good about what I'm doing to help our industry move forward. And 
I do believe in karma and I do believe absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the amount of people that you're helping, that's going to come back full circle. There's no doubt about that. So tell everybody, where can they find you? At meetingsitespro.com. So you can go to the Facebook or you can go to LinkedIn, um, meetingsitespro.com, like us or follow us on those pages. And we keep updates there on all of these programs with links to register. Our Thursday um, meetings where we're supplier sponsors, uh, where we're bringing them on to showcase you know, us traveling around the world from our chairs or from our homes, those don't need any registration. And it just goes live on Thursday. But if you're on our pages, you'll get the updates that we're going live. Just FYI, you should totally, and if you get to travel in November, you should yep. totally vlog it. I, I am definitely not blog. I'm actually going to be doing a live feed of the meeting um, and just show exactly how I'm doing. I've been wanting, just dying to yes. put it out there so everybody can see. So we I will definitely be doing that. Yeah, and also for the record, yeah. for the record, uh, yesterday, and it's actually going on right now, we had our first executive retreat where some executives from a company went from LA to Northern California. And they went to the grid, they went to, you know, they went to a, a, a salon, uh, you know, like a, a, whatever that thing is called, but it, it was, it was great. And was that, that, that was the it was yeah. SUVs around the clock. It was it was so nice to see because you don't yeah we haven't seen that in nine months. And Sunday was Emmy's night, and you know yeah. that, that used to be a huge huge weekend for for our company, and it amounted to it nothing. was yeah it was a yeah. tiny tiny little fraction of what it was. But there is light at the end of the tunnel, and you are proof of that. We really appreciate you coming on our show. Thank you, Michelle. Everybody, for coming on. please like, subscribe, and share our content. It would be greatly appreciated. Michelle, hang on for one second. We're gonna uh, we're gonna sign off right now. Thanks, Bye, everybody. everyone. Bye. Bye.